man, I'm here, man. Are y'all ready for the fire talk? Slow down on the bridge and uplift the dialogue. Oh, yeah. Listen right along. This is straight off the press. The remix, fresh with no prior song. Supplying y'all with the certified thoughtful. Yeah. To give a piece to the piece, it's time to call blow. Yeah. The raspberry wind is fragrant, and flavorful. Insatiable eardrums, taste the radio. Here can't be beat for fashion me. Better leave all your doors and all have the week. Positive and motivational facts to see successful guests promote a self masturbate. BlockTalkRadio.com slash the remix. Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Support the sister with a great reason. I must insist, don't miss it this evening. Peace, man. Never can say goodbye. No, 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 no. I never can say goodbye. Even though the pain and heartache seem to follow me wherever I go. Though I try, try to hide my feelings, they always stay to show. Then you try to say you're leaving me, and I always have to say no. Tell me why. Never can say goodbye. No, 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 I never can say goodbye. Every time I think I've had enough, I start heading for the door. There's a very strange vibration that pierces me right to the core. It says, Turn around, you fool. You know, you love the Do it, do it. 
peace and greetings, everyone. <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome to Planet Remix. I am your host, of course, Miss Blue, the Oracle, and you are live on the Remix. I want to say peace and greetings to everyone out there listening, no matter where in the world you guys are listening from. Peace and greetings to you all, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Planet Remix. Let me start out by saying, wow, what a week. What a week. It almost feels like a holy week. And we're going to talk about that. But I do want to let you guys know as we get ready to get started that the Blue Room is open and you are certainly more than welcome uh, to come on over and join us in the Blue Room. I see the Remix family getting themselves all situated. Yeah, you guys are getting yourselves all situated. And Kalimar is there to open up the way. And definitely Erica's in the house as well with sound check, along with Chastity as well. So, you guys and the rest of Planet Remix getting themselves all situated. So, shots out to the Blue Room which will be doing that as well. So peace and greetings, everyone. And for those of you on the phone lines, because I see the phone lines are filling up. I see you guys are lit already. And we haven't even jumped into the cipher. Yeah, I'm over here flipping some cards. And you don't know why in just a moment. (laughs) So welcome, everybody. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we are here. I am so grateful. And uh, you guys want to do a sound check to make sure that you can hear nice and clear. Uh, Definitely want to make sure you guys can uh, hear nice and clear as well. Yeah. I want to remind you that tonight's share, as well as all of Planet Remix, is available for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right? Mm-hmm. It's available for you, and you can definitely download, download, download. You can do that a couple of ways. I'm going to tell you really quick. Number one, you can always check the show notes. Because in the show notes, you can find contact information for how to connect with myself and also how to connect with Brother Bilal. And really just keep yourself tuned in to all things Planet Remix. Now, you can go over to the iTunes market, which many of you have, and definitely would recommend that you guys subscribe when you're over on the iTunes market. Uh, Do that. Subscribe to all of your iTunes devices so that you can connect yourself and stay connected with us, as well as on Android, too. You can hit us up on social media uh, because we love that as well, right? Uh, so Facebook, you can hit us up, uh, hashtag Planet Remix Radio everywhere uh, to find us, as well as my contact information for Remix Radio page, as well as Brother Bilal, is in the show notes. So get those things, get it. Mm-hmm. What a week. What a week. We have a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> we absolutely have a lot of things to talk about, but I want to do some shots out before we get into the good, good, juicy stuff. I want to do some shots out to all of you guys. 
that's out there listening out to the whole family. Uh, it's 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 pretty cold for most of the planet at this particular time. We got a lot of storms going on. Uh, we definitely have the um, what is it? The groundhog. Did he see his shadow or not? I, I don't even know, but I think that means we're supposed to get some more winter. Uh, that's coming our way. We got a lot of wet, 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 a lot of snow uh, coming on the Western Hemisphere and lots of floodings and fires and all kinds of things that are happening. Yeah, yeah. The cost of culture, CCC, and we're going to learn about those three C's. So the cost of culture, crucifixion, is what we're going to be diving in tonight. But I will definitely tell you that tonight, more than ever, we're going to need your help. We want you guys to call in, find out what's on your mind. We're going to talk about that as well, too, uh, as we just get into the cipher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> And if you're in the Blue Room, don't forget to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button there. Don't forget to hit the bell for the notification um, because that's going to let you know whenever Planet Remix is live, whenever I am uploading anything here, you guys will be the first to know. And who doesn't want to be in the know? That's right. That's right. So shout out to all of you guys. Look at this beautiful moon energy that we have coming in. And uh, it's a couple of happies that have to go out. Happy Chinese New Year. It's important that we recognize this energy because there is a dominance of their culture on the planet. Tonight we're talking about the the cost of culture, the crucifixion. Very important for us. So happy Chinese New Year. Even though we're not in the year of the rat due to the fact that Jupiter two years ago went retrograde about nine months. So that actually still puts us in the month of a pig. Mm. Real interesting. The month or the year of the pig celebrating that. Still celebrating that. Even though... Some would say we're in the year of the rat. It's really the year of the pig. Um, We'll talk more about it at another time. But I trust that you all are doing well. 515-605-9794 is the number to call. And that's going to get you locked in to Planet Remix. If you're one of our international callers, and I've been talking to many of you guys who are located outside of the U.S., then you will need to dial the U.S. country code and then dial 515-605-9794, and that will get you locked in. want to give a big ups to everyone stepping up in the blue room. We got Chris Ham in the building tonight. Brittany Brown is in the building tonight and always making me smile. Sunshine Bear in the house tonight. Love that name. I absolutely love you guys' names. Uh, Reaching for Nirvana is in the house and sending shots out to Sarah Leone. Uh, Kevin Bell is in the house tonight. What up, Kevin? Uh, in the house tonight. We got Brandon Lewis 
in the building tonight, Brandon has stepped up in the building. Greetings to you, Brandon. Glad to have you here. Live and full effect, we have Sister Manya and Baby Nai in the building tonight, sending them so much love and shout out as well. And uh, yeah, so many of you guys getting yourselves all situated in the Blue Room. So excited to have you. Want to give a big, big shout out to all of the priestess, right? All the divine priestess in the house, because we had a meeting. Yeah, the ladies had a meeting in the ladies' room, in our sacred ladies' temple. And uh, it definitely went down. Uh, so shout out to all the divine priestess in the house. Sheena is in the house tonight. We have the Vault of Luna in the house tonight. Miss J is in the building, sending some love. Sending out that love. Miss J is sending out that love. Good to have you. Um, Mira Walters is in the house tonight and is sending greetings uh, to all of us. Tiamoa, Tiama is in the house tonight, sending love that way. Soli Flow, I think I said it right. I think that's, <laughs> I think I said that right, is in the building tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome in the house. Yeah. So we want to greet those seen and unseen tonight. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. And to all of you guys. So shouts out to you guys. If you're a very first listener, want to say welcome. Spiritual Butterfly just coming in. Nisi Knight is in the house tonight. Be Balanced is in the building. Welcome uh, in the house tonight. Yeah. And uh, welcome all of you guys. If this is your first time, welcome. You know, welcome, welcome, welcome here. Yeah. Mhm. Carrie is in the house tonight. Greetings, Carrie. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, Megzo, Megzoe, Megzoe O two is in the house, or Magzo, Magzoe is in the house. Uh, as well. I don't want to kind of mess up the names, but um, yeah, welcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some really good stuff going on. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of taking my time for just a moment, just kind of filling out the energy a little bit here as we uh, talk about some of these things that we need to talk about, the cost of the culture, crucifixion, is what we're going to be talking about tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead. I think this is the best thing for us to do at this time. Because, of course, you know, we definitely have to be responsible while growing up on planet Earth. And we're going to, we're going to dive right in. We're going to be going a little deep and diving in. So let's go ahead and do this. And, yeah, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Remix. 
And we are about to get fully plugged into the cipher. And so I want us to be responsible while knowing our magic and growing up on planet Earth. So if you have any minors around or anyone who may be a little sensitive to a little bit of language and certain content, this will be the great time for you to go grab some headsets and get plugged in like the rest of us. So put the babies to sleep. Let the dogs out. Let the cats run free <laughs> as we get ready to dive into the cipher. We cover so much content and information here, tools and things that you can begin to use, but we do it with a lot of adult content. So let's be responsible while knowing our magic on Planet Remix. Simply, there's no other way. <laughs> so, enjoy the cipher. Enjoy the share. And keep knowing your magic. And be responsible while growing up on Planet Remix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, we're plugged in. We're plugged into the cipher. Oh, yeah, we are definitely fully plugged into the cipher uh, as well and definitely want to put that information out there. Welcome. Oh, oh, Sheila is in the building tonight, as well as everyone else getting themselves situated. Shouts out to Dr. Banks. Uh, sending him and the family so much love as well. And also, shouts out to Brother Bilal. I know he's listening in as well. And him and the whole family out there uh, listening in. Wow. Wow. The cost of culture, crucifixion. We're going to be talking about that tonight. But before we get ready to do that, I, I can't help but recognize this very beautiful and special energy on this day. Because today is, for most of us in the world, as we recognize it with the calendar that we're dealing with, as February the 7th, 2020. So this is that powerful energy of seven that just has been showing itself. You know, that seven, that God consciousness, seven heaven, you know, that number that really brings us to a supreme state of being. Lucky number seven. Seven is connected with so much of our day-to-day lives, and not only if we're looking at our day-to-day lives, but even when we start to look at from a spiritual aspect, seven plays a very significant role in our lives. Seven is also very, very much connected to a very, very powerful goddess. Coming out of our ancestors, coming out of ancient Kemet, out of Egypt, the goddess Shaset. And what's so unique about the goddess Shaset, it was on this day that in Israel, they actually discovered one of her tablets. How fitting, because the name Shaset itself means seven. She was the female scribe, the female oracle who wrote the records. 
she keeps the cosmic records of the Earth's understanding through its cosmic DNA. So she works directly in the Akashic records. And her presence, no doubt, is here. She is the organizer, the record keeper. She is the one who holds the knowledge and information. She carries the deeds. She understands the book of life. She knows where the tree of life grows. She holds the social framework together. And usually when you see she is depicted wearing the panther's skin because this is so connecting to her primordial powers. You will see a seven-petal flower above her head. This is even where we get the fairy godmother. Very, very closely related to her consort, which is the god Tehuti. She represents the memory. She is the reservoir of knowledge, experiences, events, tradition, history, past life, and all things in our cosmology. So, it was no surprise that this would be the day that it would be released, that there was another Stella that was found, another tablet that was found. And it was called The Mistress of the House Books. They say they found it in Israel. Pretty interesting. And it's a tablet that has this huge hole in top of it where there was a rope that could be tied so it could hang. It was a slab of limestone encased in sand. And now they finally brought it out for the world to see. They have the hieroglyphs, and in those hieroglyphs, you can see lots of shapes of water as if there was someone swimming in the water. It's a very, very beautiful presentation. If you get a chance, Google it. I'm sure the pictures are there so that you can see. You can see the Ankh, the original cross that is there. Very, very sacred. Very sacred. You have to ask yourself at this time, why would they bring it out on this day 
of the seven, the divine scribe, because that's what she was. She was the librarian, the record keeper, the engineer, the mistress of the house of books, meaning she was one who sat upon the records. And even the one that is said to grant wishes. To grant wishes of the culture. Because all of us living on planet Earth, we are a part of a culture, whether we want to be a part of this culture or not. And so that's what we're going to be diving in, is to talk about the cost of culture. Because if we look around right now, it is costing us a lot to be in this culture. It is costing us a lot. So, we're going to listen to some music so we can begin to kind of get our vibrations and our minds right. I actually pulled a card from the chem deck tonight. Um, and so, you guys heard me over here shuffling, and I got my crystals, and I got my wands, and I got all of my good stuff because I'm sitting at my favorite altar in my sacred space in my house, and it is this one right here, right, inside of this portal, inside of this vortex. So we're going to get in the right frame of mind because we're going to be talking about something tonight, and I'm going to bring it up. It's it's, it's a subject because I've received so many emails. Brother Bilal received so many emails. It's so many discussions. You can't go to the grocery store. You can't go to work. You can't go anywhere without having this discussion about what is going on. And, of course, you know where I'm going to take you. About having this discussion about Ashe to our brother, Kobe Bryant, Gigi, and the others who made their transition in the helicopter crash but about having this very open and cultured discussion that has been going on about the controversy of the interview with Gail King and Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant, these allegations of charges, the fallout, Snoop Dogg and others chiming in, on the conversation and even though that's an important conversation to have what is also important is to hear what you guys are taking away from that situation and because we've been getting bombarded with so many of you wanting to discuss this wanting to be able to take a look at this we're going to open up the lines and I want you to come on, and I want you to share your honest thoughts. About how you feel about this. And make no mistake, you 
really don't have to watch the news to know this. This is conversation that is happening in Walmart. This conversation is happening with our children at school. This conversation is happening on Instagram, on Facebook, on social media. It's happening everywhere. happening. So we're going to listen to some music and then we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, then we're going to talk about it. So first, let's listen to some Baby Blue. And uh, yeah, let's listen to some Baby Blue. And then we're going to go from there. La, 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 the remix. Hey, this is Baby Blue. And remember, if nothing else moves you, life will. That is so true. If nothing else moves you, life will. Say it with me. If nothing else moves you, life will. If nothing else moves you, life will. Life will. Here we go. Another flow. flow. Every time I hear a brother call a girl a bitch or a hoe, trying to make a sister feel low. You know all of that got to go. Now everybody knows there's exceptions to this rule. Yeah. I don't be getting mad when we playing it's cool. But don't you be calling me out my name. I bring rap to those who disrespect me like a dame. That's why I'm talking. One day I was walking down the block. I had my cut off shorts on right because it was crazy. Ah. I walked past these dudes when they passed me. Uh, One of them felt my booty, he was nasty. Yeah. I turned around red, somebody was catching the rash. Then the little one said, yeah, me, bitch. And uh, laughed. Since he was with his boys, he tried to break fly. Uh, I punched him dead in his eyes. Who you crawling with me? You and I, G-Y. You gotta let him know. Here we go. 
Pull out there with triggers ready to pull it. Why you trying to drop in front of the bullet? Young lady, uh. and real bad girls are the silent type. Yeah. Ain't none of this work getting your face sliced. Cause that's what happened to your home girl, right? Walking with no she wife. got to wear that for life. Who you calling yeah, the
people, I needed to move, I couldn't be safe, I couldn't be you, I'm coming for everything that I couldn't, including your plate and all of your food, I don't want to do no eat, don't want to drink, I don't want to do no lean, I don't want to move no keys, how you like me now, I'm too OP, I feel like Kumo D, ain't gonna be no slack, my whole team will crack, I see no slack, never see no slack, they left me to scrap, I see no death, pick up curse again, went to church to say I did a lot, mama quit a job, she won't work again, I feel on top, got a mental block, and that hurts for sin, I been in shock, and my bitches See a perfect ten that's MOB. Don't you flex on me. I don't get no sleep. I'm problematic. And I gotta have it. Word to Adam G. You don't know me. I need my revenge. No more peace. I'm rolling deep. And I'm gonna turn your block up in the World War III. I'll roll up on them white feet. You gon' see. It's a fucking murder spree. You gon' see. Won't nobody say a peep. You gon' see. Don't you turn your back on me. You gon' see. Roll up on them white feet. Catch a nigga slipping. I might hit him with the block. They gon' miss it, cause revenge feels sweet You gon' see, won't nobody say a beat You gon' see Oh yeah, wow That was Unity and Queen Latifa, of course, and then that was Lucas and Revenge. And, you know, interesting when we get to talk about this, I'm reading your comments inside the Blue Room, and so many of you are saying so many things. I'd love to have you come on uh, so you can share your thoughts as well, 515-605-9794. And press one when you're on the phone lines. Many of you are saying this is just another thing to really steal our energy. Uh, Some of you are saying that Snoop Dogg was justified um, once he, the way he took a stand. Some of you are saying uh, quite a few other things that we should just forget about it, just live in the now. And some of you are saying we shouldn't be worshiping. Um, sports figures anyway, like it's a lot of conversation around it. Again, the cost of the culture, CCC, which is the crucifixion. I want to talk about that. And I want you guys to come on because, you know, mm, I I, I want to hear what Plinks is saying, what you guys are saying about this situation. So come on, share your thoughts. You know, I'm going to go straight to the phone lines because I want to hear what you guys have to say. Let's go to the caller, 615-879-4458. You're live on Planet Remix. I don't don't know what I was doing, but there we go. (laughs) Who's on the line, please? Hi, Miss Blue. My name is Jana. I Hi, Jenna. Actually, wasn't expecting for you to call on me, but because I don't have any comments okay. with, um, you know, with the topic that you're discussing, um, okay, or anything like that. I'm just here to listen, but um, so yeah. So, but, so uh, tell me something. Yes, when you mm-hmm. say you don't have a comment, what does that mean? Well, towards the topic, like, uh, mm-hmm. like I was generally calling, and I didn't know what was the, what the discussion was going to be today, because I've been yeah. trying to get in touch with you for a while, well, on the air to mm-hmm. see if I can get like a um, a reading 
And yeah, um, we'll hold the line. We'll we'll be doing okay. some readings later. But um, I okay. just wanted to know if you had any thoughts that you could share about what was going on because it, here here's the thing. Here's the thing, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to be perfectly honest. Okay. It it's not a wrong or a right side. We're not definitely here for that. Okay. But you can't tell me you don't feel this kind of way about it, about any of it. I mean, I feel, yes, ma'am, you're right. I feel like that with with everything that's going on, they should allow this man's families to grieve in peace, you know. Um, yeah. So you so you I do have something really... to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's ma'am. important. I, I... Because you know what it is? I, I, I just want to say this, Jonah. What it is is a lot of times we want to say that because we have come into a spiritual awakening that mm-hmm. we don't engage in these type of things. And I get it. Right? Yes. That's yes, a good ma'am. thing to not to allow ourselves to be totally distracted. But I can tell you something. This is going on in this community as well. Yes. So it's happening in our own lives. And I'm not saying the answer is just to pretend it's not there. Just curious as to what people are thinking. Yes. Yeah. So I thank you for that. But hold the line, right? Because definitely once we start taking calls, if we get a chance a little later, I'll definitely come back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. I'm going to I'm going to check with you guys. You are you guys, you know, I I mean, it's a lot of discussion going on in the blue room. Are you guys not willing to come on and share this? Is this, you know, talk to me about it because we've been getting the calls, we've been getting the emails, we've been having discussions, but now we're here and no one wants to say anything, which is cool, which is cool, right? Let's go to 6174. 6174, you're live on Planet Remix. Hello, Miss Blue? Yes. Hi, this is Christine calling from Massachusetts. Greetings, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a lot of drama going on in the news, but hey, I'm spiritual, but I'm still human, so um, I connect but with see, some of it. But see, I don't even know what that means. I no, really no. don't know what that means. I don't you I know what you're saying, but I'm saying what does one thing have to do with another? No, what I'm saying is like cuz we're not even on. talking about news, we're talking about conversations that are happening. You you, you lot, understand? But you didn't have lot, to watch the it, news. Yeah. I, in the blue room it seems to be, you know, focused like on um, Kobe and like what G- Gail King said and you yeah, know, that type that's of thing. And, and then like sports too, you know, the Super Bowl just passed and and that type of yeah. thing. So it's some of these major issues and conversations that come through and I still have an opinion even though I go. try to remove myself and not be so emotional. I don't watch the right. news like I used to and yeah. I don't worship any of these celebrities. I just, I admire some of them, their <laughs> talent, and that's it. I don't want to be all in their business and know how many children they have and who they married and did they get a divorce. And Right, I just, right. I, I enjoy the entertainers and the, you know, right. whatever. And I've, I've given up sports because 
I was a die-hard Patriots fan. Uh, you know what I mean? But then yeah. it, it lost its luster. It seemed like the games were fixed and just, you know, a lot of other things involved with that. So I'm kind of saying I I try to remove myself, but every now and then something comes up and I get all excited and I'm all, woo, you know. But um, I know it's 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 take they're taking our energy whoever they are, and there's people who meditate off of all this chaos that's going on. Um, but you know I try to remain calm. Yeah, and I'm certainly not asking someone not to remain calm, um, even though there are some real strong comments that are going um, on in the chat room. It's about us having sort of an open and honest discussion. We really wanted to know um, what you guys were thinking about the whole situation as it's being played out. Because at this point, when we talk about the media, uh, we're not necessarily talking about you, ha- you. You no longer have to watch the news anymore to get the media. Like you could be yeah. at work and get the media, right? You could be right. at home and your children come home from school and get the news of what's going on. You could go to the gas station and, and find out what's happening. So um, certainly yeah. this isn't about someone staying tuned in to CNN or any of those networks as well. It, it, you know, we've ner- learned from a long time that you cannot get a perspective from that place. But social right, media right. has brought a different aspect to what we Absolutely. understand news and media to be. And so when you can be on social media and you see these things coming straight from the source. It's yeah. a little different. Are we still calling it, it news or is this what is actually going on? Now, granted, it may be some things that are happening behind the scenes, but like you said, it's right there. And if you are yeah. avoiding it, at what cost? Because right, there is right. a cost for the culture. Right. Oh, I'm starting to see your point. Yes, I see. You understand? It's a cost (laughs) for this culture. There is a cost for this culture. But I thank you so much for doing just that. Just saying what's on your mind. Just saying what's (laughs) on your heart. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Hold the line. Hold the line. Thanks. Well, it looks like. Well, we got a caller. I I, I want to really get some calls in. I really want to hear what you guys have to say. 6626, you're live on Planet Remix. Please tell us who you are and where you're calling from. Hello, Miss Blue. My name is Princess. I'm calling from Ohio. Okay, greetings to you, Princess from Ohio. Greetings. <laughs> greetings. Love now, the name. Thanks. Kobe and all the hoobla and whatnot, it is quite a shenanigan because I, it's not only just a distraction for us as melanated people, I would say, because, you know, they also have a coronavirus distraction going at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's extra fear and mm-hmm. other different negative emotions that are swirling around. Is today a full moon? We are in that energy. Actually, the full moon is it's getting itself rubbed up, and actually it's going to be like a super moon uh, that's coming in. Um, but, yeah, we have that fire, that Leo energy that's coming in. Yeah, a lot of that's happening. But we know with the cost of the culture, we don't need a moon to get it kicked off. 
like, not at like all. we can get this started at any given moment. It's like any given Sunday with Denzel Washington, we can get it kicked off at any moment. Yeah. And I see yeah. a lot of us are waking up. I have a lot of the eclectic um, as my Facebook friends, and I'm, it's growing constantly, mm. daily, actually. And it's yeah. like everyone is, 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 so it's supposed to be a distraction. So I'm just wondering, here, Kobe, he was a great man, but also it was the fact that I believe the Black Mamba with the lawsuit, he just wanted his name. But I think he does this a little bit too far. And they had to cut him short before anything else could have happened, before he got too much information out to the public. And it's mm. happening. So it's on. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm ready. You stay ready. You never got to get ready. There it is. Thank you so much. Um, I don't want to get it wrong. Um, Prince. Princess. Yeah, because I almost called you Precious. That was my college roommate. She was Precious. Princess Precious. You're both Precious and Princesses. (laughs) I love it. But thank you so much. Very good perspective. And thank you so much. That was beautiful. Hold the line. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of things. That's a new one. Trying to get that name. Someone having 9018. Who's on the line, please? Hey, Miss Blue. This is our OC calling. Hey, oh, 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 Sheila. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greetings, you know, Sheila. I you know, seen, I hey, everybody. You know, I've seen uh, on social media, you know, Gail and Lisa Leslie. So, you know, I didn't really pay attention. So I just. Googled everything and I just did a quick scan this is, of everything. This is, I, I want to, oh, Sheila, I want to interject because someone in the chat room said, because he ain't dead. They say he's still alive. Wow. It, see, see, that, this is what I'm saying. We we can say whatever we want to say. Y'all are having discussions. I don't care how you playing, like, oh, you know, discussions yeah. is going on. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go so, ahead. Like, That's interesting. He, died when he died of course I was affected it jolted me Uh, even though Mm -hmm. after Michael Jordan stopped playing I just was not a basketball fan anymore so I didn't get a Mm -hmm. chance to enjoy Kobe I didn't get a chance to witness any of that I did just um, because he passed I did just chance to see a lot of the amazing see how much of an amazing dad he was and I became an advocate for him in so many ways and so now reading what um, Gail interviewed with Lisa Leslie and seeing how everybody's um, have their opinions on it. Yeah. I can understand everybody's perspective and, and Kobe, he affected the world economy by billions like Michael Jordan did. So, I mean, he, yeah. the weight that he carried when he came in and when he left affected everybody in a way that everybody is going to take a piece of his energy in whatever way is already inside of them. Gail is a journalist. This is what she does. She's bringing a perspective. And as a black woman and as the feminine rises in all of us, the cost of the culture for us right now is we may sometimes have to discipline the actions of our men at our demise it may seem Mm. when I look at other cultures when I look at other cultures I really don't necessarily see other women do this to their men publicly and that just speaks Mm. to their culture but we're coming behind so much trauma so much this 
And how do you do that except in love? And in love, everybody loved Kobe, but the truth of of this perspective just had to be known, spoken about, and it's an elephant in the room. And his death is strong enough to handle the weight of it, but we aren't. And this is where I mm. see all of the confusion coming in. Mm. Everybody mm. just needs to, to take the food, take in the food that they're eating or that they're putting out. Everybody's making their own plate, and everybody's so, complaining about the food that they're eating is how I'm saying it. So let me ask you, um, when you say we're the only culture that, does this to our men? Well, I, you know what? The black, the black American culture is the ones that spotlight it right now for how we mm-hmm. address the issues that we uh, have as a people, as a, as a collective. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. just as, as, as you know, we we're part of the Me Too movement. You know, um, we have mm-hmm. a presence in the Me Too movement. Let me say that. Um, you know. They're bringing up the Cosby's and the Weinstein's and and how different things are handled. And so we're always scrutinized for however we receive our trauma, however we speak about our trauma, even though there's no triage centers but us to help heal this. So how Mm -hmm. everybody else is looking at this is something that I see as a cost that we have to, I don't want to say bear, but it is a cost of the culture. Mm. I mean, from from my daughter to myself, I'm 44, so I have a perspective from my and my daughter has a perspective right. from her, and and so forth. And 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 the harmony of it all is just to accept that for me that these perceptions are true, but everybody has to figure out how to harness these emotions to the point that it's not attacking someone for where they are in their understanding. And, mm-hmm. and that's just what I got mm-hmm. from just quickly reading some things off of Google and how I felt when he died and the information that I just recently learned about him, and I'm still learning, and the fact that he was a daddy, um, he was a daddy. That grips me right. uh, more than anything. So Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that group. all of our hearts went out just to know um, that him and his daughter and all of those people, whether we knew it was Kobe or not, of course, the fact that he was so well known, of course, that definitely is um, impactful. And yes, that's correct, Sunshine Bear. The Me Too was actually started by a sister. That's who started the okay. Me Too. Okay. The Me Too movement was started by a sister, and I can't think of her name right now. Uh, Tamara Burke. Yeah, I believe that's her name that started the Me Too movement. And then right after that, who kicked it into full throttle, um, really from my observation of what I've seen, is when Maxine Waters was being interviewed and she got attacked saying she looked like she was wearing um, a James Brown wig um, by the the newscaster. And she said, don't worry about what wig I'm wearing. Let's talk about how they've covered up all of your sexual allegations that you've done right. over the years. And that's what kicked it into full throttle was when Maxine Waters brought that out. And then the next day they started investigating and they ended up firing him um, from the network. 
And then the Me Too movement started to take even more momentum from that point on. Okay. Yeah, see that? Yeah. <laughs> that was even yeah, more so than I it, knew about it. But, yeah. Right. Yeah. But thank you. And, I, and I see, love even with you No problem. No yeah. problem, Miss Blue. Mm-hmm. No problem. But go ahead. No, no, no. You were going to say something. Well, well, even with that being kicked off in full throttle, this right here is also kicking something off full throttle. These are conversations that are difficult to have. As you can see, I feel you oh, calling yeah. people on the phone line. And so I yeah, said, well, let me get my ass up and read something <laughs> so I can, so I can <laughs> you know, so I can have a, a decent rebuttal because I don't know, you know, but I, I do feel the energy and these are, this, this is a, this is a great time to do this actually. And if we, if, if I could even think in the mindset of Kobe right now, he was a player. He wouldn't back down from the challenge. As a matter of fact, he would get tougher. And so if this, we're yeah. going to make this about Kobe, use his energy to go ahead yeah. and push through these understandings because at the end of the yeah. day, if a true understanding is what we want, that's what we'll get. I'm not here to stand up for him or not stand up for him, but we're right. still on the side. There's some things we still need to overcome, and the game isn't over or the marathon hasn't ended. That's right. Thank you. Very well said. Mm-hmm. Very well said. Thank you so much. L L. All right, Miss Blue. <laughs> Thank you. Hold the line. Peace and love. Love you. Hold the line. Wow, that was that was so beautiful. That was beautifully said. And I thank all of you. I thank you guys for the discussion that you're having in the chat room. And I want to kind of bring something to the table for us to begin to start talking about, because even before we can begin to start having this conversation about the the aftermath, because this is what this is. This is the aftermath of the situation with Kobe Bryant. And even though it seems unique and sort of isolated and it's what's being highlighted at this particular time, we have to really kind of go back to something a little bit more ancient to really get a full understanding of what's going down. And I want to bring everybody's attention to the tree. To the tree. Maybe you have a tree in your backyard. Maybe you had a tree in your yard when you were growing up. Um, But I want you to think about a tree because a tree is so symbolic for so many different ways. We know that we have a family tree. And on that family tree, sometimes when you go back and you listen to the stories of our elders and our ancestors, you can go back generation after generation after generation, and you get to look at all the names that are on your family tree. And yet it seems like so many people have come before you, and you haven't even really got down to where are you from. And who are you? It's important that we take a look at that because it is through this tree, this tree of life, that builds a culture. And it's a culture that we've built. And however we want to look at this culture that we begin to build, and I think the saddest part about what's happening right now is that not so much for us, but the children who are witnessing this and watching this 
being played out on a large scale. So even if we want to say that it's a distraction and we're able to channel, turn, uh, remove our energy away from it, children don't necessarily get that same privilege. They're exposed to conversations when they're at school. They're exposed to conversation when they're playing with other children. They're exposed to all kinds of things out in this world, social media, all of these things. But I want you to take a look at this because there is something greater happening here. Yes, we all absolutely love Kobe Bryant. We loved him. But this has caused outrage in people to have said some things and done some things that is shaking our culture to the core. And when you sit back and you ask yourself why, you may come up and find yourself standing on the side of Gail asking the questions, or maybe you found yourself on the side of Snoop Dogg, or maybe you found yourself somewhere in the middle, or maybe you just don't want to deal with it or hear about it or talk about it at all. But there's something that keeps kind of pulling your attention to it. And I want to tell you why. Because this isn't a new story. This is a very, pretty much an ancient story. And it's a story that we've been living over and over and over and over again. It's not a new story at all. This isn't about as the heiress to the Walt Disney fortune said about worshiping Kobe as a god. That's a real interesting statement that she made uh, when she came on social media and the heiress to the Walt Disney collection uh, um, found um, the Walt Disney family said that they we understand that we loved Kobe Bryant, but Kobe Bryant wasn't a god. So I ask you what constitutes a God. What constitutes worship? And then what's the cost for the culture? I can remember being a young child and could not wait for Sunday afternoon because as soon as you heard that sound come on, and you've seen that castle with those sparkling coming down. You knew that it was time for Walt Disney World. And so many children, their Make-A-Wish Foundation for children who are terminally ill, when the most requested wish of these children before they make their transition and on their bucket list is to go to Walt Disney World. So if Walt Disney World can be heaven to some of us on earth, I, I think I don't need to go 
I, I don't think I need to say any more. I think we see where this is going. But it's not even about that. It's not even about worshiping Kobe. It's not even about whether he was a good father or whether he was doing right or whether the charges against him was dismissed. It's not about none of that. This is a very ancient story about two trees that grew up on the same land that both have roots, they have a strong trunk, there are many twigs, there are so many leaves, and there's a huge crown on top of these trees. And this story comes down to what we don't like to talk about, but we absolutely must talk about. It comes down to black and white. And here's why I say that. This is the same Emmett Teal story that has plagued us over and over again, where the white woman accuses the black man of rape. Don't you see it? This is what this was about. This is why people can't let it go, even though the case went to court and even though it was said to have been done. In this land where these trees grow, the black man can never be innocent, even if they say he is, because when it involves someone, particularly someone white, where there are this big, strong connection and root ties that go together. This is what started the civil rights. This is what started all of the upheaval in our country because a white woman accused a black man of doing something. And this goes to show us that Kobe is no different. He's no different than Emmett Teal. He's no different than any of our brothers. He's no different um, than the 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 six. He's he's no different than any of the stories that have come before. He's no different. And this is why you have half of this country in rage, because we see things in black and white. We see things in black and white. And because this is who accused him, it doesn't matter what the court says. It doesn't matter what the outcome was. They still see him as wrong. But I want to go a little deeper than that because the story goes back a little bit further and in our society I want to I, I want to share this and this is going to take us back to Jesus and Mary 
because this energy, again, between the feminine and the masculine is very strong. And if we look at this story of Jesus, because he was crucified on the cross, that's how the story goes. And I want to tell this story because it's important because this is how we begin to understand the cost of the culture. It doesn't matter what your faith is. It doesn't matter about your background. We love and accept everyone here, so it's, it's not about that. But this is a story of this land, this world that we live in that is dominant, whether or not you give your conscience to it or not. So this story of Jesus, if you understand about Jesus and Mary, Jesus and Mary, what they did is they sacrificed themselves for our sins. Help me out for those of you who know this story, and and, and this may be your dominant faith. That Jesus and Mary was said to take our karma away from us so we can be forgiven for our sins. Isn't that what it, what it was said? And so this story about Jesus of going to the cross and paying that burden and, 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 and having all of these things happen to him is a good thing. It was the cost of the culture. So this is why so many, if you look from afar or even if you're looking close up, it kind of feels like this is Holy Week. It feels like we're all going to wake up on Sunday and it's going to be Easter and he has risen again. Isn't that what the pastor coming out of Guyana said? Give me a tenth of Kobe Bryant's money and I will bring him, I will raise him from the dead again. And even though we could look at that and laugh and say, this man wants $50 million and he said he can bring him back to life, he is really following this story. He's following this story. And many of us are following this story and we don't even know it. Because you see, in our culture, you are absolutely nothing unless you have been crucified at the cross. Unless we can take you and we can crucify you in front of your peers. Unless we can humiliate you. You're nothing. We want to watch you die. We take pleasure in it. Millions of dollars are made off of the loser, off of the scandal, off of the one who did. It's part of the cost of the culture. So during the Holy Week, if you watch this and just kind of think about this. On Palm Day... They say that Jesus came riding in on a donkey. 
on a donkey. And and every time I think about a donkey, I think about the breakfast club and the donkey of the day. He came riding in on a jackass, the Messiah, riding in on the donkey. And that day that he came riding in on a donkey during Holy Week, that was the only time he was accepted. The only time Kobe became accepted is when these allegations got brought against him. He's accepted. He, he started to get accepted because he was getting crucified. Do you see the cost of the culture? He's not the only one. We could use hundreds of examples. We told you in the show that myself and Brother Bilal did the Alpha and Omega 432 Hertz with Michael Jackson. He got crucified. Twelve days later, the story in Hollywood broke with Weinstein. But I told you about that. We talked about that. It wasn't good enough that Michael had made his transition. He still got crucified. He got crucified after he was dead. Can you see the cost of the culture? Four days later, Jesus had the Last Supper with all of his disciples. These are supposed to be his homies. These are supposed to be the people closest to him, around him. And later that night, he got betrayed by Judah. Someone that's close. Someone you consider to be part of the family. That is the one that took him to the cross. They say Judah betrayed him, kissed him, betrayed him, and set him up to be killed. Now, remember, you're supposed to feel good about this story because this story is told as a wonderful story. And all of a sudden he is crucified. And lo and behold, we have what's coming from the resurrection, which is Easter. And there he is again. Again. Mm Mm-hmm. There he is again. totally risen again from the dead. So the cost of the culture, we have created a culture where crucifying our own 
is the cost. And we're doing it to each other. There is no winners here. There is no, you know, nobody, nobody, nobody wins in this type of understanding. Because remember, this, what started at the core was the same thing that Dr. Martin Luther King marched about. It was the same thing that Malcolm X fought for. It was the same thing um, that um, Ida B. Wells stood for. It's the same thing that all of our sisters and brothers stood for before us. Rosa Parks, every single one of them stood for. They stood for justice. And it's interesting because it said that God is a God of justice. All that mercy and all of that forgiveness that came from Jesus and Mary and the crucifixion. So the cost of the culture is the crucifixion. And we are constantly crucifying each other in any way that we see fit. And nobody's winning. There is no win. When we begin to understand and think back to that story to this day still makes your blood cringe when you think about Emmett Till and how there was a woman, a white woman who accused a black man of a crime. And no matter what he said, no matter what he did, no matter how many witnesses, he was still guilty. Guilty to be crucified. And I was reading an article, and I can't remember what newspaper, but the woman was talking about she had been sexually assaulted. And if you've ever been sexually violated or violated any way as a woman, you understand how traumatic that is. And I can bear witness to that story. It is very traumatic. But she said something interesting that made me keep reading the article. She said immediately when she heard about what happened to Kobe Bryant, she couldn't help but think about the victim and was wondering what the victim was thinking because she started to think about herself. So this is so important, and particularly I'm going to be talking to our sisters and our brothers here when I say this. You got to know. That it's hard to get over certain things in your life. 
when things have happened to you, you hesitate a little bit. It's supposed to make you wiser. But you're telling me this woman who has no connection to Kobe, no connection to the woman who accused Kobe, who later they settled their case, feels that somehow she has to take the place of this woman. Really? Well, she felt that way because she was a as well. So again, we have a long history of white women accusing black men of crimes and it turning the whole world upside down. When you think about in New York City, when you think about the city where they had their own airplane, Greensville, you think about Greenland or Greenleaf, Greensville, where they had their own city, where they had their own hospital, their own community, their own military, and what burnt that city down to the ground where our own U.S. government participated in it was because a black man got accused in the city that day of doing something to a white woman. This is not to make you racist, because you can't be, first of all, not if you're melanin, but it's to make you aware that there is a narrative that is happening that is embellished in our DNAs. That if certain people of a certain background and a certain culture says something, then it is law. And this is why people are so enraged at what is going on, because this is so much deeper than what is happening on the surface. So much deeper than what is happening. This goes way back, yes, past Black Wall Street. This goes back past Emmett Till. This goes back way, way back. In a country that at one time had many of our ancestors enslaved And the women were raped repeatedly in front of our men and children and forced to watch. That mindset of not being human is still there. But it's not on the surface. It's embellished. It's deep down into the roots, like the roots of the tree. It is so deep down that nobody can see it. And they're not faking. 
They're not pretending. They can't see it. They can't see why don't you have sympathy for this woman who accused Kobe of something but was not found guilty. They can't see it. So when the case is brought up about others in the media who supposedly have done the same thing as supposedly um, these brothers and sisters, these brothers have done, that's why they, the look is the deer in the headlight, as if what does Harvey Weinstein have to do with Bill Cosby? They're totally separate. And there is leadway that is being made. But I can assure you, it won't get made by us pretending that it don't exist. And this conversation between brothers and sisters, it's a conversation that has to get had, right? Because we have a way of dealing with each other, and I think what goes on is that we're just, as women, not supposed to say nothing. And maybe that's what was asked of these two sisters. Say nothing. And then my question to you then would be, then who would do it? Because someone would have to do it. And who would you have rather done it? And would you have said anything to them? Would you? Would you say something to them? Because there was a comedian who made a joke about Kobe and, you know, it was a big outroar, but I did not see the culture going after this man. I didn't see the culture calling this man out of his name. Maybe they did, but not to the extent. We have to have these honest conversations, but they have to start close at home. I agree they should not be these things that are perpetuated out into the media, but unfortunately and fortunately, sometimes that's the only way to get people's attention is when things are being played out on a big scale. But when you got that brother that's sitting next to you and he's constantly calling you outside of your name, when you've grown up to think that the word bitch is something good and you should glorify yourself because you've been called a bad bitch. We should smile. And then sisters, when you have that man that is sitting right there next to you and he's struggling, and you know he's struggling. And you won't help him. You won't help him because he won't give you what you want. We're always going to have to pay the cost of the culture. And if we don't want the culture to have more of these scenes because, again, we're setting this precedence for our children who's watching. They're watching us. They're having conversations. 
amongst themselves. They are tick-talking themselves to death to get away from our job drama. They are talking in tongues. They are speaking ancient languages so they do not have to conform to the madness. They refuse to eat our food and follow our culture and our history that our grandmothers and great-great-grandfathers passed down to us because they see the pain that celebration has caused us. We can't even have family reunions anymore. Because everybody done slept with everybody husband and everybody done lied and cheated and stole and, and raped and took and lied from each other. We can't have Thanksgiving because soul food is not a once a year thing anymore. This is an everyday occurrence in the household. And so our children simply say to us, we're vegan. We don't eat that. And many of us have changed our ways. We have turned away from different belief systems, looking for a place of relief and not finding any anywhere. So the cost of the culture has become a big butt and a smile and a whole lot of money in your pocket, poles and thongs and midnight rendezvous. And when that doesn't work, then we simply turn our head to what we like to call spirituality. And we use that as our sex and our drugs to manipulate each other's minds and bodies to still get what we want at the cost of the culture. So when we begin to start asking ourselves, what is going on? We already know what's going on. It's the same thing that's been going on for a long time. But surely we can't pin this on Gail. We can't pin this on Oprah. We can't pin this on Snoop Dogg. We can't pin it on your mama. We can't pin it on your daddy. We can't pin it on your uncle who molested you. We can't pin it on your son who don't want to listen to you. We can't pin it on your daughter who turned into a prostitute. We can't pin it on the government. We can only pin it on the culture. Because it goes way, way back. And that relief that we're looking for, that, 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 that love that we're looking for, that's why that self-love is so important, not because it is just something fun to do, not because it's just some hot shit on the block, is so you can get to know who you are for real. Because rest assured, right now the cost of the culture is crucifixion. And if anybody here has not been crucified, oh, your day is coming. 
and they're waiting on you. They're waiting on you to do a misstep. They are waiting on you to say something. They're waiting on you to do something wrong. They are praying. They are begging. They are looking for something to go wrong in your life to crucify you because that's what we do to each other. We love it. We absolutely love it. We live for it. Because we've been taught that this is how Jesus saved the world. He got crucified. And so one by one, like sheep, we line ourselves up. We do these deeds in the dark and in the light, and we wait our turn to be crucified. But it's not a fair playing ground at all. So just something to think about. (laughs) If you want to know what happened, you want to know what's going on, go back and look at Emmett Till. And you want to know why some people can't get this thought out of their mind and you're saying to yourself, well, he's one of our few black men who went to court. This happened in 2002, which is a reflection of 2020. It's coming up again. The court case went to trial in 2003. The charges were dropped. They settled out of court. And here we are in 2020, this terrible way of passing along with his daughter and others. And you want to know why people are bringing it up? They're bringing it up for this simple reason, because a white woman accused a black man of rape. And this country was founded off of that. This was one of the greatest fears. Even though during the time of slavery, black women were not allowed to wear their hair up. They were not allowed to wear adornments in their hair. They were not allowed to braid their hair in fancy styles because white women thought that it was causing their white men to want to be with the black women. Hence, this is the reason why so many of the white men were raping their slave and making them their mistresses. We don't want to look there as a country. It is too painful, much like what has happened. It is too painful for America, for the world, to look back at slavery and say to the world, this was wrong and we're going to make it right. It's too painful for you to look at your baby mama or your baby daddy to say, it is too painful, but I want to say I'm sorry, I want to make it right. It is too painful for you to look at your children, black men, that you have abandoned and haven't taken care of and say, I am wrong. You are right. It is too painful to go back as a mother to know that you wasn't a good mother to your children because you were chasing men your whole life. It is too painful, fathers, for you to know that you've mistreated every woman in your life and now you have your daughter looking you in your face. It is too painful to know that you have sacrificed your soul to be in a relationship with someone who don't give a damn about you. It is too painful painful. It's the cost of the culture. 
It is too painful to know that you stabbed your sister in the back and you lied on her. You stole from her. You cheated from her. You manipulated her. It is too painful to go to your sister and say, I am sorry. I'm going to make it right. It is too painful for you as a brother to know that you did your brother wrong to know that you lied to him, to know that you mistreated him, to know that you talked bad and took his woman from him. It is too painful to look at that. So we rather watch someone else get crucified and then decide what side we're going to be on not realizing there is no side for us. There is no side. No side. Until we can start having conversations, honest, real conversations, we will continue to have to pay the cost of the culture, that crucifixion, that day comes. Unfortunately, like the story goes with Jesus, Easter doesn't always come. You don't always rise again. There are many people in our community that will never rise again because the pain was too great and no one was there to give that love, to give that strength, to say, you did wrong, but you can do different. It's not about making wrong right. It's about acknowledgement. It's about making sure that what you're putting out Is what you truly want to receive. Having that love, that that understanding, that compassion for each other. To truly be about your business of wanting to help. So much has been stolen from our culture. That we've become like thieves in a night to our own selves and our own culture. We're stealing from each other. So the cause of the culture is great, but it doesn't have to be the end state. Yeah. So that being said, (laughs) that being said, uh uh-huh, that being said. And in all of this, I want to send love to Kobe's wife and to his children. All of this is happening, but the person that gets to walk away is the person that accused him of rape once again. 
like the woman that accused Emmett Till, scot-free. She waited until she was 90-something years old to finally tell the truth that that's not what happened and nothing happened to her. And just like nothing happened to her, nothing will happen to any of these other white women who accuse black men of crimes. And by no stretch of the imagination am I saying that our brothers are not capable of committing a crime. That's not what I'm telling you. But I'm telling you that you have to understand the culture that this story we all bought into, the crucifixion, we bought into a story. We bought into a culture that is not serving us at all. At all. So, I say, and by the way, I'll say to Michael Jackson, he brought us and shared with us so much. We have to make sure that we are our brother's keepers. We send love not just to Kobe's wife and children, but I send love to Kobe's parents. Where are they? Where are they? So to everyone out there that has a child, explain to your children. Explain to your young boys, especially those who are raising our little brothers. Explain to them the cost of the culture. This is just one story. And because he's Kobe, we get to see it play out on a big scale. But this is happening everywhere. And you need to know if a certain person accuses you as a young black brother of doing something. The cost of the culture will be crucifixion. No matter how old or young that you are. Because that is embellished. Explain to our young daughters that she doesn't have to be a bad bitch. That's not the only way that she can get love.
and she don't have to show all of her goods and do these unthinkable things. To get a young black brother to love her. She don't have to compromise who she is for love. We have to really take a look at the cost in our culture. We have to. The cost of culture, crucifixion, peace and love, peace and love. 